Hello, Guitar Smarts listeners. This is an important announcement. Please don't skip ahead. We start this podcast with a special message. Way back in 2021, Guitar Smarts had the pleasure of interviewing the utterly fantastic Matt Long. Matt is a multiple award-winning British blues guitarist and lead singer of the British blues band Catfish and hard rock outfit The Revenant Ones. He joined us for episode number 20 and was a truly gracious guest who spoke about his career, his childhood, guitars and meetings his hero, Joe Bonamassa. Well, Matt needs your help. Through 2023, Matt has been undergoing treatment for bowel cancer, and his recent prognosis has meant that to extend his life and retain a chance of survival, he needs to seek private treatment outside of the NHS. Matt's family have set up a GoFundMe page that is linked in the Guitar Smarts link tree in the description of this podcast. And we at the Guitar Smarts podcast would like to invite each and every listener to consider donating towards this fund that could well save the life of one of the brightest guitar talents of our generation. Now is the time, folks. Head on over to the link in the description to find the GoFundMe page. Donate what you can. Your donation could save a life. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. I think there's an, an anxiety introduced into kind of guitar players mm. about how much they should be spending and, and how good they should sound when <laughs> really what they should be doing is allowing themselves to enjoy the music in the moment, regardless. Yeah. Because yeah. certainly the audience, I've never had, I've never had somebody come up to me and go, you, know, you guys sounded great, but it would, if only you guy, if you'd have a, you know, a wamplatumness instead of a soul food instead, you know, it doesn't happen. So I've tried to come up with a rig where I've put aside my preference for what's the most I can get for the money and just kind of gone, well, you is know. Is it good? Is it a is good it, piece it, of kit? Is this going to serve me yeah. in, the, in, the mo- in the moment yeah. of a gig and am I going to be able to enjoy the music? Greetings. Welcome to another episode of the Guitar Smarts Podcast. Thanks very much for joining us. This week, Kieran and I are having a competition. Uh, we're challenging each other to come up with the best pub guitar rig for your first ever pub gig with a maximum budget of £800 or about US dollars We're all finding it difficult to save money at the moment with the cost of everything going up. So this is an interesting one to try and see how you can get the most bang for your buck. Check out the description where you can find links to our social media sites. You can find links there also to our merchandise and buymeacoffee.com page where you can support the show. Uh, But if you really want to support the Guitar Smarts podcast, the best thing you can do is to leave us a review in Apple Podcasts or in Spotify Podcasts. Anywhere you can leave us a rating or a review really helps us to grow the show more than anything else. So please do that. Anyway, that's enough from me. Let's get to it. Okay. Hello, Matt. <laughs> hey, buddy, how are you? I'm good. I'm great. I'm great. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's been a good couple of weeks. I've uh, been yeah. busy with work and stuff, but um, this last week's been fantastic um, uh, because I had a gig on Sunday, oh, last yeah. week, a wedding gig. And um, nice. do you know what was really nice. great about that gig is um, the sound guy that was on it was fantastic, and we did everything right. in, in ears. And he took my ah. uh, Helix in stereo into the PA <laughs> system, right? And the mix I had in in ears was just fantastic, just perfect yeah. stereo of the Helix, you know, of the Helix sounds. I, I really, it was, a, it was yeah. like, oh, it was just fantastic. I had a great sound all night. It's a thing I've been craving nice. all this time. This is what you what you shifted over to that rig yeah, for, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. all I had was just my Helix on the floor my guitar in my hand nice and that was it you know it was really great really great setup I didn't need the the speaker behind me because we were on in-ears uh-huh. and yeah. everything was going through the PA and it was just yeah it was just fantastic just just really great and it was also a decent band in the, in the um, there was a keys player on the gig and two oh. horns as oh. well so it was like I was, pressure like, was know, off a little pressure bit pressure was yeah. off you know yeah. I could just kind of you know just chip in with little things here and there you know especially yeah. on songs like uh, you know, like Never Too Much by Luther Vandross, we did stuff oh, like that, you know. Just to be able to just kind of, you know, do the, do the nice little guitar parts and not worry about uh-huh. keys parts as well was, was awesome. Yeah. So was, there was that. And then the other thing that happened this week was Tuesday night, um, my good friend and old ACM buddy, Connor McDonald, got uh-huh. tickets for me and Andy, um, yeah. you know, from, from Roadrunner. Yeah. Andy Rode, who was the first guest 
actually on yeah, this podcast. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. went to see James Morrison in Reading oh. play live because Connor's oh, James lovely. Morrison's guitarist. He is. He oh, is. I mean, he, yeah, his guitar playing was just absolutely just brilliant. But man, oh, James Morrison, James Morrison can sing. I knew he, he was really a good can. singer. Don't get don't get me wrong. I always knew he was a good singer, but yeah. he really does. Um, you know, does more live than he does in his recordings. Boy, oh boy, can that man sing. Uh, just blown away by just just the performance of his band. Absolutely superb. So. And the longevity, the longevity that that guy has had as well in the in the music industry. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're right. He can sing, and his voice seems to get better and better as as he as he gets gets more mature oh. with it. I think haven't they just hasn't he just done? I say they because I know Connor's probably been involved in it as well, but haven't they just done like a, a reworking of all his like greatest hits, but so he's got like a greatest hits album, but that's right. They've gone back into the studio and recorded them all again. Yes. You know, many years later so that they've, the songs have kind of taken on a bit more of a new arrangement and things yeah. and re-recorded it all with that kind of live feeling. So it's a greatest hits album, but like what a great way to do that. Exactly. Just to re-record them rather than just making a compilation disc of all the previous masters. Exactly so, that. Exactly that. Cool. Man, Connor was saying cool. it was it was a good it was a good um, thing to be part of because mm. they did they wanted to do it and James wanted to do it in a in quite a an old fashioned way in that yeah. they it was all live in the room mm. sung mm. and you know and everything played live in the room no overdubs they did yeah. two or three takes and then they chose the right one for the album and so it was really nice to be recording something like that because I think Connor's done some session work for other people recently and he, and he mm. said they, they chop what you record up and, and mess around with it so much that it's right. you can't hear what, what you you can't hear what you actually really came up with what's on yeah. the record seems to be you know it's like they've resampled everything you've played so it was nice yeah. to be part yeah. of a project where you know it was literally playing with people in a room like they would do live and yeah. just recording that so yeah He's such a great guitarist. Oh, Connor's fantastic. (laughs) It was really great to see Connor play in a guitar, in a situation where he's clearly being allowed to be himself. You know what Mm. I mean? He's not Mm. being kind of told to do things a particular way. He's been hired because I think James likes what he does with his own kind of sensibilities, if you like. Mm. Um, mm. That, that was, it was really nice to see him play and kind of let loose and um, be himself on stage. Connor's, I know Connor suffers terribly from like imposter syndrome. So he's mm. always kind of like, you know, is it okay? Does it sound okay? I'm not sure I had a great night. And I'm like, it's, it was fantastic. Just oh, relax. What a pleasure. <laughs> yeah, what a pleasure. It was a pleasure. We'll have to try and get Connor on the show at some point. Yeah, we should. He's, uh, he's such a lovely guy. And, Absolutely. And he's got a great, great chat and, and attitude. And a lot stuff, of good stories. Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. he's um, a really, really uh, interesting, a very interesting individual and a great guitarist. He'd be good to have on the show. But anyway, that was mine. Hey, what a, what, that's a that's pretty good week. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good couple of weeks, mate. Uh, nice, nice. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, I've been, um, <clears throat> I've been busy. Um, few few guitar setups and things which is good and then had uh had a gig last weekend with uh the damien lodrick band so damien lodrick uh, friend of the show he's been on a few times Brilliant. so uh yeah uh depping for him which was just great man i mean i used to gig with with damien a lot uh in my in my younger years um but now to get invited back and, and play with him with his with his current band and the musicians that he has with them are just superb they're just great pro mm-hmm. musicians right mm-hmm. so um you know my, my night was spent next to standing next to the bass player dave uh who's just a phenomenal musician anyway <laughs> guitarist a bass player but just just with big grins on our faces just entertaining <laughs> each other all the yeah. time because david david's so good at what he does right he he can just stand at the front lead the band I mean, he even said, look, you know, don't stress. We've got keys on the gig. The drummer's just so solid and ba- and, and Dave on yeah. the bass, they're just so solid. He's just like, just follow along with them. And he said, and any bits, any bits that you're not kind of haven't had the time to learn, don't worry, I've got them because he has, it's his, it's his set. So, yeah. he, you know, again, very different to my other band where... <clears throat> I'm the only harmony instrument, right? It's yeah. uh, where, you know, we've discussed this before, you know, those <laughs> gigs I love and it's great because I get to play a lot of guitar, but I have to play yeah. a lot of guitar because there's nothing else, right? Yeah. So it's like super concentration all the time. So this was an opportunity to 
learn a lot of those songs in a different key and experiment with them, but, but moreover, just sit in with a band where you can have that kind of fun and just entertain yourself and do, do little things that make, make each other smile just because, because the band is so tight and solid anyway. So that mm. was, that was great fun. That was great fun. Um, awesome. and yeah. And then, and then, then I've been, uh, guitar wise, I've got a rehearsal on Sunday. Uh, for the other band um, to learn some new songs, um, which is which is good. Uh, but I've got a feeling I'm going to have to relearn their entire like two-hour set list again because it's been it's been a, it's been a month it's been a month <laughs> yeah. since that gig, and in the meantime, I've learned all of Damien's set in a different key. So it's like, oh, I've got the rehearsal on Sunday, but I've just got a feeling I've forgotten that entire set list. So I'm going to have to relearn that again yeah. as well as the new numbers. So I'll, I'll get round to that between between now and and the 48 hours that yeah. I've got <laughs> little and often little and yeah. often yeah He's, exactly oh, I, I saying that actually little and often like you learning things that you know a little bit every day actually do you know that doesn't always work for me sometimes no. I do have to kind of cram it all in because I want the very yeah. recent effort of learning something yes. to be close to me in time to the gig same. kind of thing do you know what I mean same. sometimes I do. like you don't have the choice but to cram like, say, same for Damien's gig right I, I yeah. uh he and I kind of arranged some little get togethers just to go through guitar parts and stuff. And we had like a good two weeks before the gig. So it was just like, yeah, I've got two weeks. I'll do a little bit every day. I'll break down the set list. It's f- whatever it is, 40 odd songs, 35 songs, whatever. I'll break yeah. them down and I'll do, I'll do a couple of songs a day and, and that'll be, that'll be it. My brain doesn't work like that anymore right? because it's all, <laughs> it's all short term memory. I'm not going to yeah. learn these songs and they're going to stick in my brain for the next five years. No. So literally I did, I did two hours, mm. like I, I crammed for two yeah. hours. Yeah. Um, like before I got together with Damien and then I just did, did like another half an hour refresh before the gig. And that's it. That's how mm. I need to do it now is just a, a solid block of time. So that's what I'll do on, on Saturday. I'll just buy somehow, um, some time so my wife can watch the kids and I'll just steal two hours to myself, refresh the set list, then it's done. And then Sunday it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, that's it. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll gig them already. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And the, and the new ones, the new ones, uh, uh, yeah, they're not too bad. They're, they're uh, quite, quite straightforward. Quite good. straightforward. So, so yeah, it's been a good couple of weeks for me as well, buddy. But also, I've been preparing uh, for today's for today's challenge. Well, yeah, today because we've got another. Well, we're, you know, we were thinking like in in a. <laughs> in, in kind of line with us all being budgetarily challenged these days mm. with uh, the mm. cost of energy and, and the general cost of living going up. We thought, <laughs> let's do another let's do another budget challenge. Right? And I've got to say, actually, this one has got me back in the mood for going guitar shopping. I sensed yeah. that. I got some, I got some texts from you yesterday yeah, I going, I, need to, I want to go and try these guitars. Yeah. We need to go guitar shopping. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard this before. I've been, like in the last couple of months, I've been to like three guitar shops and every time we come back on come on let's go guitar shopping and be like no I hate spending money on guitars I hate guitar shops blah 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 and then yesterday it was like a different Matt Oliver there was like this string of text messages going let's go we need to go I need to I'm 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 in the mood for buying and I think you actually said I'm in the mood for buying something I am I'm I'm in the mood for spending money I think I think it's time I think it's time I need to um, yeah yeah. I nearly dropped everything and just drove around. <laughs> we better capitalise on this. Let's go now. Quickly. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> just to check I was feeling okay. Are you right? yeah. Who is this? <laughs> You're like texting back, who's this and what have you done with Matt? <laughs> 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 no, I think it's good, mate. And look, to be fair, you've always said that um, as much of a torturous experience is going into a guitar shop, right? Which it is, right? Because there's all these pretty toys that we want and, and you know, uh, budgets and money isn't endless. So in- invariably, you kind of always lust for something. But you have said this year at some point you are going to make a purchase because it's you, you got a, you got a big birthday coming up and you've always yeah. said you wanted to get something this year so exactly um you know exactly yeah i mean it's uh, <laughs> time is ticking 
I think I'm ready. <laughs> well, also, it's kind of like I want to make the right decision before prices start going up a bit too much. You know, mm. Um, mm. you know, I want to make a sensible decision, but I also, yeah. want, you know, I want to want to get another guitar in my hands. I actually just also yeah. want to get out to some guitar stores and get get supporting some guitar stores and getting getting around and looking at some new instruments and stuff because I haven't done that yeah. for so long. You know. Um, you've got to get out there and support your local music stores. But anyway, back to the subject at hand, right? So this week, uh, yeah. we have given ourselves a challenge of creating a full rig. Yeah. So that's yeah. an entire rig, amp, guitar, mm-hmm. pedal board, everything that you need to support mm-hmm. that for mm-hmm. your first pub gig, right? Yeah. So I guess the scenario here is that you're maybe, maybe not necessarily a new guitarist, but you're certainly mm-hmm. new to gigging, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. maybe you've yeah. never had the equipment at home. You've had practice amps, maybe some cheaper instruments or something that you don't want to gig. And you yeah. want to go out there and say, I want to buy myself a rig, a new guitar, new amp, pedals, everything I need uh, so that I can go out and do my first pub gig. And, and yeah. the budget we've set ourselves is £800, right? So what's that, yeah. about 1000 bucks, something like that? Thousand just dollars. over 1000 bucks. So I just I just did a quick conversion now. Cool. As of today, it's about one thousand and forty bucks. So let's say a thousand bucks for argument's sake. And I think you know <clears throat> this is a a healthy price point for somebody, as you say, um, to get into doing gigs. Be it a beginner, be it an intermediate player, be it somebody that just wants to know, okay, what kind of rig can I get for that money? Because you can go, you can potentially go cheaper if you start looking at the used market and things. And I don't know if you've gone secondhand for some of this stuff. I've, I've gone all brand new, but, and you can clearly go more expensive. But the philosophy that I've taken with this is, is that enough money uh, to put together a really credible quality rig that will stand the test of time and, and could be, you know, quite, you'd be quite happy with for, for many, many years and wouldn't necessarily need to change it uh, unless you either started doing much, much bigger gigs or you just fancied buying some extra kit for the sake of it. You know, is 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 800 pounds, thousand bucks enough to get a really decent rig that yeah. you don't feel is just, oh, it's just lacking. It's just wanting for more. It's, it's, it's my entry rig, but it's not really up to, up to, yeah. up to the, up to the job. Can you get a, can you get a rig for that much money that is up to the job and you'd be very happy with? Sorry to interrupt this really interesting part of the conversation, but if you've made it this far, maybe you should subscribe. Go and do that now and then come right back. Yeah, see, that is that. That's the question, right there, isn't it? That is the. Would you be? I mean, I think eight hundred quid. Yes, absolutely. I think uh, you know. I think I've certainly proven it with my selection that you can go and get a gig worthy mm-hmm. rig for for eight hundred pounds or a thousand dollars. But you are yeah. uh, you are forced to make some decisions. So you might call them compromises in certain mm-hmm. areas. It depends how you look at it. Um, but like. The rig that I've got, for example, um, I think I've made some choices that you could say are restrictive. You know, I've, I've okay. made some compromises. Some compromises. You've made some areas. compromises. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, okay. But I'm happy with that compromise, given how much yeah. I know that I'm getting for the money I'm spending, right? So, yeah. So, shall we get on with it? Shall we? Uh, <laughs> Let's get on with it. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say one more thing before okay. we get into it, which is. Uh, we haven't compared, so no. we might have some duplication going on That's here. That's true. Um, <clears throat> I think I've come up with a rig that I don't think I've made too many compromises on for the brief, which mm-hmm. is a first, which is a, a, a good standard pub gig yeah. Yeah. rig. I don't think I've made too many compromises. And I also think I might completely surprise you with my choices. I don't think, <laughs> based on previous challenges we've done and yeah. the routes that I've taken. Yeah. I've gone a different way. So I, 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 I've kind of, I don't know if I'll surprise you or not, um, to be honest, but I took, I took a certain approach to this, took a certain approach to this, which is, I thought if this is somebody's first pub gig, what's going to be important to them? And I was kind of thinking back in time to my first pub gigs, Mm -hmm. um, and you know what? Back then, the rig really wasn't on my mind. I just wanted to make sure I had enough stuff to be able to gig. I think yeah. the first pub gig I ever did, I was guitar straight into the amp. 
Um, And I was using my volume control. Uh, And I think even in some cases, if I was switching channel, I was even pressing the button on the app, not even having a foot switch. Oh, really? Okay, Um, wow. You know, because I was kind of like, I was actually quite naive to what kind of stuff you could get anyway. I knew you could get Uh pedals and stuff, but I wasn't really uh, interested in them. Um, So the next stage for me was just to have a simple, you know, overdrive pedal on the floor, battery powered kind of thing. Yeah. So it was simple. Um, so we said, I guess, you know, guitar amp, pedal board and stuff like that. You know, that's mm-hmm. the kind of, we had to put rig together. I was going to start with the pedal board side of things and okay. kind of take you through that first. So um, so I've gone for... Uh, that's for interesting that you've built your rig around the pedal board first. I well, well, let's go with this. well actually, because I wanted to get it out of the way, if I was honest, I wanted to get a simple pedal board because we said pedal board. I thought, well, I have yeah. to choose something that is a pedal board for part of me for a while wanted to get a cheap multi fx like a cheap little multi fx that that i kind of i could program some things in and then i thought um would i do that now Mm -hmm. or back then and i thought "I, i don't know if i would or i wouldn't but um, I don't know if I'd be happy with the sound. I want to feel like I, I, there's every chance that I can still be happy with the sound of things. And also with the idea of keeping things simple. Yeah. Um, if, I'm a pub, if I'm a pub guitarist uh, and I, I suddenly find that I haven't got my levels right in the multi-effects and I don't want to have to feel like I don't know what I'm doing in the heat of the moment to correct things. Mm. So I thought, mm. well, I'd keep it simple. So I've actually okay. gone for, I've gone for a little, little pedal board which is a Tortec, uh, like five pedal, pedal board. The same one I actually used when we did our pedal board challenge. I was going to say, cause we did a budget pedal board exactly, board challenge, yeah. didn't we? That's um, right. I think, I think it's worth saying though, if we did all of our budget challenges that we've done before, mm-hmm. like the budget guitar and the best budget amps and the best, you know, yeah. pedal board for, for a certain amount, I, I forget what the amount was. Was it 300 bucks? Or, yeah. 300. Uh, I think we would, we would go beyond this budget that we set for this challenge. Beyond, so, beyond, so we yeah. can't just take the, the, the components that we've done in those previous challenges and put them together because no. we'd be over budget. That's right. That's absolutely right. So, so I've stripped my pedal board down. So I've gone for the pedal board in the sense of having like a, a physical board on the floor. But the only thing I'm putting on that is uh, other than the power supply and a two-way daisy chain, yeah. all, I, all I've chosen is an electroharmonic soul food transparent overdrive oh, because yeah. it, it could be a really great just level boost or it could be a really great yeah. overdrive and it's super simple exactly. to dial in. And the other thing is just a cheap electroharmonics tuner just to tune nice. the guitar. That's nice. it. I've just gone nice. for a gain stage and a tuner. Um, yeah. One uh, five-inch uh, pancake patch cable. <laughs> oh my god, you've gone to the details. I've gone, gone to the de- and I've got nice. and, and two six-meter instrument cables. So I got Lovely. connection into the board, connection into the amp. Yeah, actually, I don't know what the subtotal of that is. I only know what my complete total is, but it's somewhere <laughs> in the region of. Let's see, I can maybe a hundred quid, something like that. More maybe? than that, I'd say about a hundred and about that's about 200 of the budget. Really, yes, because on two the pedals, the, the soul food's what about 50, 75, pounds. 75 Is quid. Oh, things, are, things are going up, man. Things are going up. That's, <laughs> that's are, we're starting to see it now. Wow, 70 yeah. quid for a soul food. That's wow. yeah, so 40 quid for the tuna, 75 quid for the soul food. So, you know, that's 105 there. Wow, you know, the power supply and and the connections and stuff like that are costing me um about 60 quid in total there okay pedal board 35 quid yeah about 200 quid about 200 quid just to get the pedal board and the interconnectivity um to everything but that's that's my board i've kept it like super simple you know it it could eat i could even do it with just the soul food clip on tuner and something like that. I could have yeah. saved myself more money and had more money to spend on the guitar, but you know, yeah. So clearly, clearly you've, oh, well, so you spent about 25% of your budget on a, on a, on a modest little pedal board, which for all intents and purposes, and I, and I don't mean this as a, hmm. as a, as a, as a, as a slur, I think this is a really cool thing. You have got at your foot, something really easy and foot switchable to give you a boost or just give you another gain stage. That's very, uh, 
easily accessible and and uh, you can control the volumes on right at your feet in a live set a situation, which I think is a really practical and very, very smart decision that mm. you've made there. So that must mean that you're going to be relying on an amp with a couple of different channels to, to yeah. kind of give you your additional tone yes. shaping. So, yes, okay, cool. that's cool. true, but there's a caveat with that, but I'll, we'll get around to that when we talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, cool. So, so what about you? What about what's on the floor for you? Nothing. Nothing? <laughs> <laughs> well, not entirely true. Uh, I have, I don't have a pedal board. Okay. I, ha- I have a foot switch on, on the floor. Right, okay. So it's part of your amplifier. Okay. It's part of my amplifier, but that's not where I've spent my money. So I did, I did think, right, because <clears throat> you know me, I love my pedals and stuff. Mm. And I, I went back and I looked at the budget, you know, pedal board build, which, you know, we say the word budget, but please don't associate that with cheap and nasty. We, we no. both re- respectfully built some really modestly priced but very gigable uh tuneful um pedal boards for for not that much money but there, what was on there i think um particularly the board that i built was overkill for this application and then didn't leave me the money that i wanted to spend where i wanted to spend it in this instance mm-hmm. because I, I had noticed, actually, I thought I would get a lot more for the money, but prices have gone up of stuff, I've mm-hmm. noticed, right? Um, and I also wanted to make sure that I bought a guitar and an amp that I would genuinely feel would last me the test of time in terms of it not being too much of a compromise. So mm. I know you and I have discussed you know, some of the stuff that you can get um, from Toman and, you know, some of the stuff that is, you know, coming out of the Far East, which is like ludicrously cheap, but reasonably, reasonably good. Like, you know, some guitars, like some of the Harley Benton stuff and things that you and I have discussed in the mm-hmm. past, which, you know, is a couple of hundred pounds for a guitar. Like one of the Harley Bentons that I bought, was it like 180 quid or something like delivered? It was like, it was, it was silly Madness. money. Yeah. And it is a great, great, it is a great guitar. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a ridiculous guitar for, for less than 200 bucks. But I wanted to spend a considerable amount more on a guitar and an amp so that, I don't know, they were, they would definitely be, they would have longevity in them. And, 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 I, yeah. and I wouldn't feel that I was playing a really, really budget instrument that happened to be a good budget instrument, but it was always going to be with its limitations, right? Because so you see them as like the foundation, you, 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 the foundation of something, you know, for the, down the line, they can still be part of that kind of rig, even if it, you know, changes. Yeah, but the, re- yes, exactly, Matt. But the but the, the reason why is is to do with, I still have a little bit of a worry and it may be unfounded. I still have a bit of a worry around like longevity of taking some of these really budget pieces of kit out week after week to a gig and them standing the test of time. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it's great that you can get gear for that price and it is really cool. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to make sure that the stuff that I was putting into this rig was of a sufficient quality that I would be assured that actually this was roadworthy to take out and and wouldn't fail me, mm-hmm. you know. And I, and I know, you know, you could, you could spend three grand on a custom shop guitar and it could fail you on, on the road. So, you know, it's... It, but it's, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just a little bit of a, where, where would I feel comfortable spending a, a, this budget so that I thought, you know what, I've got a really, really good guitar there mm. that is going to, going to survive. So, Interesting. so yeah, I, so, I do have, so, so I do have something on the floor, but it's basically a foot switch, which I'll talk about later. And, and it's really just controlling the amp. Interesting. So I see, I like that approach. I've taken a different approach entirely. I like the fact mm-hmm. that you were kind of standing up for, you know, getting, uh, the most out of the the key components here, but I did think about that, and I have made a very clear choice here to kind of worry less about you know the the kind of that whether something should be considered maybe cheap or or you know kind of basic or anything like that because and, I, and maybe this is a point for another conversation sometime. But yeah. one of the thing, one of the I think the the kind of the bad byproducts of this kind of day and age where there are so many. Uh, like YouTube channels or people that talk about very intricate, you know, tone saying, we spoke last week about ways you can, 
you know, improve your tone in various different ways. Um, and I, you know, I think about, you know, other YouTube channels that, that speak very, you know, very knowledgeably and very carefully about how to protect your tone and to really use the best of the best. But I think there's a bad byproduct of that, which is I think too many guitarists now have you know, kind of a, a, an unnecessary anxiety about how good they really sound. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, they'll go to a gig They'll play through something simple, you know, might be a, an Epiphone Les Paul through a, uh, you know, some kind of fairly cheap, you know, relatively cheap amplifier or whatever, something that you would go out and expect to work really well for you. And I think too many people probably yeah. have an anxiety about, uh, but I'm not playing through a two rock and it's not a Murphy Lab Les Paul um, because everyone online says that's the best of the best. And I, I kind of want to, you know, my choices are really sticking two fingers up to kind of that kind of best of the best approach. I want to prove a point that yeah. I'm not, sorry, not, I'm not sticking two fingers up to your approach, Kieran. No, 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 I know, I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Brand I'm saying snobbery, I'm, like brand snobbery well, and image, like, oh, I'm going out playing this brand of guitar. It's, you know, does yeah, that well, make not, me not a, just yeah. not just brand snobbery, but the thought that um, it's wrong, but the, the, the thought that you should, you know, oh, what am I trying to say? It's kind of that thing of, it's, it's okay to not have the best that you can um, you, you can get if as long as you're kind of enjoying what you do actually have yeah. I think I think there's too many people maybe worried about like I've gone for that soul food overdrive pedal there might be people mm-hmm. out there going mm, I see I'd spend the extra money on a wham platumnus mm-hmm. you know and get more for it and, and I don't mm-hmm. think it's right for people who who, who then choose the soul food to feel anxiety about oh, are people thinking that I should have spent more money. You know, I don't, I think there's an, an anxiety introduced into kind of guitar players mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. how much they should be spending and, and how good they should sound when <laughs> really what they should be doing is allowing themselves to enjoy the music in the moment, regardless, yeah. because yeah. certainly the audience, I've never had, I've never had somebody come up to me and go, you, know, you guys sounded great, but it would, if only you guy, if you'd have a, you know, a Wamplatumnus instead of a, soul food instead you know it doesn't happen enjoy the music in the moment so i've tried to come up with a rig where i've put aside my preferences for what's the most i can get for the money and just kind of gone well you is know, it good is it is a good it, piece it, of kit is this going to serve me yeah. in, the, in the moment in the moment yeah. of a gig and am i going to be able to enjoy the music mm-hmm. i play with mm-hmm. my mates yeah. um but let's should we move on to the app Mm-hmm. I want to, I want you to start with this because right. uh, because you've chosen to not have anything on the floor other than yeah. the amp foot switch. So <clears throat> I um you've 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 planted something in my brain right and it's <laughs> and it's and it's burrowing away and at some point it's gonna go it's gonna go fully fully widespread and malignant in Uh-oh. my head and and something something might dangerous might happen but. At the moment, so when we did the AMP challenge, right, a few <clears throat> a few weeks back, mm. I was very smug and delighted with myself, I must say, that yeah. I had found a uh, all-valve, you know, really nicely voiced combo AMP for the for the budget, right? I think both of us were surprised that for whatever budget we set ourselves, yeah. 400, 500 quid, you could get a really nice all-valve combo. And I think it was the Bagheera, wasn't it? Yeah, the Infinium you nailed Bagheera. it, man. That thing is just unbelievable for the money. Yeah, with its auto-biasing technology and, and all of that. I can't remember whether yeah. it was a 2x12 or a 1x12, but anyway, wh- whatever. We I, I was just like, well, that's, that's, the, that's where I'm going to go because, you know... That, this is a budget rig challenge. Uh, I'm not going to be able to afford a, you know, a Fender hot rod or whatever. So I'm just going to go straight for the Bagheera and then build the, the rest of the rig around that. Mm. And that was a modestly priced amp anyway, 300 yeah. odd quid or something. And then I was just like, ah, is that the way forward? Is that, is that future proof? And then uh, the other thing that's been playing in the back of my mind, and this has been getting a lot of airtime. I don't know whether unnecessarily or not, but um, obviously because of the uh, huge, you know, atrocities that are happening, uh, in the Ukraine at the moment and the, the role that Russia is having in, in the, in the way in which the world economies and things are changing in, entirely selfishly for guitarists mm. across the world. And this is, of course, a completely trivial, almost benign point in the grand scheme of what is happening in the world. But, but what I hadn't fully appreciated is that valves, guitar amp valves, mm-hmm. aren't made everywhere in the world. 
there was three factories that make guitar amp valves really? that make tubes. Yeah. Three. One's it, one was in China mm-hmm. that burned down a couple of years ago and hasn't been rebuilt. So there's only two places in the world that make guitar tube amps. One of them, the biggest one, yeah. is in Russia. Oh. The other one is in Slovakia. Okay. Um, so there is... You see, look, you're just like, this is news to me, Kieran. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I, I play a head rush and a helix. And <laughs> I, I have no need for, for such trivial things. But I've just spent the best part of 200 quid buying a whole set of um, valves for my Fender Blues mm. Deluxe mm. because you can still get them. But the prices have gone up and through mm-hmm. the roof. And there is a huge concern, particularly if you're based in the US, I believe, on mm. where on earth you're going to get these valves from. Because the, I think particularly for US customers, they were getting them out of the Russian factories. But all of the exports have stopped out, out there. And there is, mm. there is, and as, as I said, I, I don't want to be adding fuel to what might be uh, something that's being blown out of proportion. And as I said, in the grand scheme of what's happening in the world right now, this is a very trivial, selfish, selfish point for guitarists. But there is a real debate going on as to whether actually tube and valve amps now are just really obsolete technology. I mean, they were removed from, from most audio equipment, you know, decades ago in, in favour of, of, of transistors and things. It's only really the guitar amp world that is, is continuing to, mm. to use these things. Um, and it's unlikely that these factories are going to start springing up everywhere to, to replace the, the huge shortfall out of Russia because these are specialist factories with specialist equipment and the demand and market isn't big enough to, to build mm. these factories. So it does beg the question as to whether tube amps are a viable option for, mm. the, for, the, for the future. Wow. That's, that's, especially if you, especially if you can't get hold of tubes. Well, that's that. I, I, do you know what? I never, I never knew that. That is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I don't know what tubes my Helix takes, to be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't go for a tube amp for, for, oh, for that reason. Okay. I, I thought actually <clears throat> I can't really advocate buying a tube amp at the moment because mm-hmm. if something goes wrong with it, the, the way the, the situation is at the moment is that people are finding it difficult and may find it increasingly difficult over the coming months and years to find tubes to, mm. to, 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 to replace it. So that leaves solid state. <clears throat> and then you've also been getting in my ear about, you know, this helix and this modeling <laughs> stuff. And I'm just like, oh man, what's he done to me? So I thought I'm not going to do a pedal board. And Line 6 have brought out the Catalyst uh, model of, of amps this, oh. this month. So then I, then I went down a real rabbit hole and I was like, well, well, hold on a minute. What, what is the Catalyst all about? And so I went really deep and started doing a huge... Uh, so clearly Line 6 and the Catalyst modelling amps are, are Line 6's response to the hugely popular uh, Katana amps. Absolutely. So I've been dig- digging into those two. And clear- clearly, you know, that is a question on a lot of people's minds, is, is which should I go for, the Katana or, 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 or the Line 6 Catalyst? They're both very different amps, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've been able to gather <clears throat> online, I've tried a Katana before. They sound great. I haven't tried the new Line 6 Catalyst yet. But from what I've been able to gather online, they're both very, very capable amps in, in, in a range of different wattages, etc., based on your needs. Um, for, for from what I think, I, I think the Katana has probably got better flexibility and use in a gigging situation mm-hmm. and is designed to be more of a one-stop shop for, for, for everything because of all of the boss effects built into it, um, the software within it, the range of sounds available. I think the Line 6 is a great two-channel amp, the Catalyst, with some really clever modelling technology in it. But I think it's designed to be used a bit more with some of the other Line 6 range of stuff, the pedals that they do, the Helix stuff they do. Yeah. So uh, for that for that reason only, I've gone for a Boss Katana 50 watt mm-hmm. as, the, as, as the amp. And I was thinking, is the 50 watt going to be loud enough? Is it going to be gigable enough? And the amount of forums and YouTube videos that I've kind of found, and from my own, own experience of having played one, these things are loud. They are plenty loud for a pub gig. Fantastic. Plenty loud. The, the Katana 50 watt is a loud 50 watt solid state modeling amp with a huge amount of tonal versatility in it because you've got all of that tone studio stuff that you can shape the the um, <clears throat> amp tones that you need, plus all of those boss stomp boxes built into it. Mm-hmm. You can save all those patches. It's all user editable on the amp or on your phone. And then I've, I've bundled in a um, the foot switch that you can buy as an optional extra. So the amp itself, yeah, the amp itself is 229 quid, really affordable. Wow. 
uh, for a 50 watt solid state amp that um, is plenty loud enough for gigs. I think Rob Chapman's done a video of it on YouTube where he, mm. where he goes, boss katana 50 watt versus a drummer and in a band situation, can it do it? And he's like, man, it can, it can do it on half the available volume. It's, it's loud. It's plenty loud enough. Wow. Um, so yeah, 229 <laughs> quid. Mm-hmm. Um, and 50 quid for the foot switch, which has two, two switches that can be programmed to control either effects or, um, the channel mm-hmm. that you want to switch between. And the foot switch is available to be used in either a latched or an unlatched setting. So you can have a momentary function with it. If you just want to you know, do boosts and solos, or you can use one of them as a latched side. So you can switch between a clean and, and crunch or rock setting. So I think, I think that's, that'll do it. That'll do it. That you'll be able to have your clean crunch and lead tones pre-programmed for a gig. Yeah. And you'll be able to foot switch between them using that, that, that optional foot switch. And, and I think you'll then be able to have some fun with modeling. Uh, and, yeah, for sure. And have an amp that's that's loud enough, built quality enough. It's got the Boss pedigree and all those effects built in. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that I think that's where where I would go. Genuinely, I think that's what I would buy. I think that's a superb choice. I think also, you know, going back to my point about keeping things simple, that is a simple enough modeling rig that you yeah. could easily get up and running with some three good sounds. One of the interesting things that we've both kind of done here in our rigs is gone for uh, a making sure that we've got a three sound kind of setup, yeah. right? Yeah. Clean, crunch, lead. That really is all you need, I think, as a it guitarist. Is. I think if you can set up your rig so you've got a lead sound, a crunch sound, and a clean sound, yep. anything more than that is not necessary. It's, it's not that it's not necessary. It depends on what you, re- you know. But if you're if you're joining a pub band for the first time, those are the things that that I think that's the minimum you need. You need a lead sound for your you know, with just a louder crunch tone, basically, yeah. and a, a, a dirty rhythm and a clean rhythm. Um, exactly. And that's, that's <clears> exactly. basically how I've tried to set the rig up that I've gone for as well. Yeah. But that's a really interesting choice that you've gone for that katana with the floor pedal. And in my mind now, I'm thinking, hmm, yeah, I could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the beauty of the conversation, mate. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm probably going to cover what you've gone for, but I don't know, just based on based on those points that I raised about, you know, and what you've said, you just need three, mm. three decent tones. You need to be loud enough. Mm-hmm. You need to have something that's going to be decently made so that you know it's going to be, you know, do the job week after week. Um, and I think maybe, maybe tubes are are going to become, you know, in, in short supply. Mm. That w- why not start to have a backup rig or, a, or this type of rig as a, as a modeling um, solution? Yeah. And, then, yeah. and, then, and then for those of us like you and I that are really nerdy and want to spend some time tone shaping and tweaking, uh, with something like that, you you can if you want mm, spend hours absolutely. building your own custom patches and adding different effects and 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 all of that kind of stuff into it. Yeah. Um. So so you won't get bored easily. Um. No, absolutely. You know. And you've gone for a, you've gone for an amp there, which is a fantastic home practice amplifier as well as being yeah. giggable, right? You got That's it. USB That's connectivity it. for you know headphones and computer, yeah. you know, so you could sit and practice silently with that. As well, um, so you can you can see why that has been the best selling amp over the last few years globally, you can. can't you? You can, you definitely can. It fits that nice little niche. I mean, you go back to the days when you and I were gigging, like in our teenage years and, and early twenties and stuff. And if you didn't turn up with a four by twelve and a hundred watt <laughs> head, then you were just kind of you're, you're not a gigging musician. I think that stigma. I think that stigma's gone now. It's nonsense. You know, yeah, it's nonsense, isn't it? Really, and mm-hmm. now we're saying you know can can i get away with a 50 a good 50 watt amp uh you know this thing's got 65 effects built into it nine different mm. channels and patches that are easy and then you've got a foot switch where you can play around with the gig it's yeah. properly convenient yeah you know um and and if you get in a pinch mic it up you know there you go it's no big deal it's, oh, no, it's, got, a li- it's got a lot it's got a line out anyway yeah. you can just take it straight into the desk it's got cab simulation as well so there you go it's fine easy peasy so you've got a, a just a stress-free amp rig there that's fantastic hopefully <clears throat> hopefully well i've gone for something actually not too dissimilar actually the, the amp i've chosen is an amp you chose 
for oh. one of the um, choices you made for like a budget okay. amplifier. It's a modeling yep. amp. It's not a tube mm-hmm. amp. It's a modeling amp, nice and loud, uh, nice and simple. Again, I wanted some simplicity was on my mind. So it's not yeah. a modeling amp in the sense of like a catalyst or mm-hmm. the Katana with lots of different options. It's, it's mm-hmm. a single, or it's just got a, f- a handful of choices, basically, but it's the Fender Champion 100 nice. combo. So 2 by 12 100 watts, plenty loud enough. Oh, that is Maybe a little bit too big for, for your first pub gig, but um, vitally, again, um, it's a dual-channel dual, uh, dual amp, so it's got a mm-hmm. clean channel, and then it's got a model channel, which is where you can choose from the different voices that are available to it nice. um, and uh, I just I just thought ideal I know those amps sound really really good how they much do, do they go for? it's £299 so it's a really That's still you know, good value isn't it for a 2x12 really 100 watts 100 watts 2x12 oh that is making me question <laughs> my choices now it's plenty loud enough yeah, and, and also you know, for me it looks like the best looking Fender amps which is the black face yeah. you know I love those yeah. you know for everything that Fender did silver face tweed brown face uh-huh. I, I think the black face twin looking things are the best looking Definitely. Fender amps and it looks just like one of those so Definitely. Um, so it is kind Good of choice. chosen on looks Good as well choice. as <laughs> cost yeah. and sound yeah, yeah. and simplicity yeah. um, but I you know I, I think there's versatility in that amp as well uh again for kind of down the line choices you know it's going to take pedals really well um it's got um it does have an effects loop so if you did ever want to use it just as a power amp from like an effects or modeling system that you might get down the line Mm. it's it's usable be a great spur amplifier you know, so yeah. first first pub band, viable amplifier, but usable nice. down the line as well for other things in case, you know. I'm just looking at it now because I've, I've forgotten <laughs> about that one. How have I forgotten? Mate, it's 273 you can get it from PMT, wow. free delivery. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I'm just looking at it on Guitar Guitar. Just yeah. not, not, that I, not that that's a preferred, you know, I just I just went on that. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a great amp, isn't yeah. it? It's a really it's fantastic, good amp. fantastic, and that's and that's my and that's my amp choice. And I've got to say, cool. Cool. I tried to be smart. Okay, yeah. and I was thinking, okay, well, if this is my first pub gig, I've got to buy other things as well. So, like, I've actually mm-hmm. used some of my budget to buy a guitar case. So there's uh-huh. like a forty nice, pound good. premium electric gig bag, a spur set of strings, well um, nice. an Ernie Ball Poly Pro guitar strap for seven ninety nine, uh, a little Hercules um, fold up guitar stand for twenty quid. Because I was kind of thinking, you know, I'm going to just buy everything that I would want to take with me to that first pub gig and feel set up. Good on you. But... You've gone the Boy Scouts approach, like literally, yeah, literally have have everything that I need to get through Scouts. a gig. That's really cool. But at the same time, yeah. I'm kind of like, well, I've taken about a hundred quid away from my guitar budget, but yeah, but I still think yeah. I've chosen a fairly cool guitar. It's not, you know, the guitar I've chosen is not okay. what I would choose to gig for very long. But I think it's a decent All choice right. if you're doing your first pub gig. You know, go for it. So I've actually gone for a Squire, okay. <clears throat> Squire yeah. Affinity Stratocaster, yeah. dual humbucker in burgundy mist, which is basically like Ooh. a, it's basically like a metallic, like a like a dusky kind of pink color. I'm going to pull it up now. And, so and Squire so Affinity. So, yeah, I'm familiar with the Squires. The Affinity are like slightly upgraded versions of the of the, the Squires bullet, as yeah, well. Aren't so they? it's because, kind of like yeah. low to mid range. It's not expensive. I mean, it's only two hundred nineteen pounds. Two hundred nineteen pounds. Good yeah. lord. Squire Affinity Stratocaster. And I thought, yeah. you know, decent twenty. Dual yeah, de- yeah, decent rock machine. You know, two point trem for a bit of bit of uh, you know whammy bar action like a kind of pinky purple that's it yeah it's kind of like a metallic pinky purple maybe a decent base for upgrades in the future I like the again the thing I liked about it simplicity to just two pickups um, just a volume and tone it's not got the usual strat volume tone tone it's just one volume one tone control 21 frets it's a five way selector on it right so presumably a couple of those positions split the coils Uh, the three way switching that's that's what it says three way that's what it says on, oh, on, uh, on guitar, so I'm just guitar. looking at the pick loaded I'm with a pair of Squire humbucker and pickups with three way switching for okay for, uh, okay for sonic variety <laughs> not sure about that uh, but yeah that, that was my that okay. was my guitar choice because I thought it's kind of a cool okay, looking nice. thing I wouldn't you know be embarrassed 
playing that guitar. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, a Joe Humbucker kind of choice for, you know, pub gigs is, is a, you know, especially if you're doing rock stuff, that's probably what I would prefer, you know, Joe Humbuckers, okay, cool. but, or, or either that, or I would go for like a HH, uh, a SSH kind of setup, you know, dual single coils and a Humbucker. Um, I can't believe that it's a strap that is only with a three way uh, switch. Mm. That's, that's, that's bizarre. Yeah, but it's a, it's a very pretty little guitar, and I and I think that would be fun to play, uh, and it would be. But like I said, I, there's a part of me now that's wishing I wasn't so much of a boy scout and spent about a hundred really? quid on guitar case and guitar stand and strings and a strap and and stuff. Because what I would probably yeah. prefer to do is actually just assume I had those things already, and then maybe spend that extra money, just open my budget up a bit more on the guitar, and then spend the 40 or 50 quid or so on the foot switch for the amp, because it doesn't come with the foot switch, because then I could do channel changing and turn effects on and off. Um, But this is what I've gone for. It's a really nice looking guitar. It's a really attractive looking guitar. Uh, I mean, some people would call it pink, but there's nothing wrong with playing a pink guitar. I don't mind playing a pink Um, guitar. Yeah, I would call that pink. It's a a, a cool colour with the black pick guard. Mm. And and you know what and you know if you really want and squires make great platforms for upgrades great platforms you could you could easily change that out for a five-way selector switch drop a couple of pickups in it with coil split and then you could get it, it would just the only thing would be weird to me would be to play a strat with no single coil tones where's my strat tone <laughs> on my strat <laughs> humbucker only sir yeah. it's like, it'd be like having a less ball with three single coils wouldn't it imagine <laughs> <laughs> it would throw me, but it's a very cool looking guitar. Um, nice. Yeah. nice. Nice. So what choice. did you go for, dude? So this is where I spent my money. Um, yeah, I was going to say it must be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I definitely spent the money on the guitar, which is again, a little bit counterproductive to what we've discussed before, which is, I think we've had conversations around, um, if you had money to spend on a rig, where would you spend the most amount of money? And and we kind of said, actually, intuitively, you'd think it would be the guitar, but actually spend more on the amp if you can. Right. And <clears throat> that that that's going to serve you well, right? But actually, I'm very happy with the choice that I've made on the 50-watt amp um, and the Katana functionality for a pub gig. So I thought, I've got some money. I've got, I've got at least 500 quid left to spend on a guitar, which is a, which is a pretty decent chunk of change yeah. to spend on, 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 on a guitar. Right. So you've got, well, I could have gone cheaper and I could have gone for things that I've coveted before, like the Ibanez, the, 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 the um, easily named SA 260 FM. Do you remember that Ibanez that I was yeah. kind of coveting, which was like 200, it's now 329 quid. Right, okay. It was 299 when we did that, that review. Um, but it's now 329 and that was a cool looking Ibanez. Um, but I thought, no, we can, we can go more than that. Things that were slightly out of my budget. I was like, oh, that's a shame. I just needed a bit more money, but I've tried to be disciplined. So, you know, PRS SE24, yeah. 569 quid. That's, you know, that's, that's great, actually. Really good value. Yeah. That's what they're going for now. 569 quid for a PRS24 SE. Uh, Fender Player Strat. 589 quid. I'm like, oh, damn it. Eight, 89 quid above where I needed to be. Um, even Gibson. Gibson. There's some Gibsons on offer, brand new, from some of the guitar manufacturers, uh, guitar uh, retailers in the UK. You can get a full-fat Gibson special tribute Les Paul, which is literally one of those Les Pauls with all of the you know frivolities taken off, like the binding and all of that kind of mm. stuff, for 599 quid now. So it's like a really stripped down. I'm really cynical thing, about those, oh, though. Of course, oh, like, it's, it's well, like because well, it's from it's Gibson. Like, <laughs> what's it's like Gibson have gone? What's the cheapest thing we can stick our logo on and, and get some money yeah. for? It isn't it? Yeah? Yeah. It's, it's kind of. Yeah. I don't know why Gibson bother doing that. I mean, at least PRS no. have a different brand name for yes. the cheaper instruments. You know, I, Gibson yes. are kind of well. Anyway, let's not go down that road again. Yeah, aggravated it. I poked the bear, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. Right. But I haven't, yeah. I have gone for, well, <clears throat> I've actually been, I've actually been cheeky. Right. Mm. Um, so at the moment there is a guitar that is getting a lot of people very, very excited in, in the guitar press and in all the magazines and people are going, this is a sensational guitar. Right. And it is by court. 
So, Ooh, I'm if, a big fan. Uh, I know you are. I know you are. So, Court, um, obviously, and Cortec, uh, based out of Indonesia, fantastic guitars coming out of that factory. Indeed, it's where the PRS John Mayer SE stuff is being made, mm-hmm. where the PRS SE stuff is yeah. being made. It's the same, same uh, makers. So, but people have often kind of sneered at Court in the past, going, "Well, that's just a cheap Far Eastern brand, isn't it?" And it's like, I hope, I hope we've managed to put people right on this podcast. You know, not only because of the PRS pedigree and stuff that's coming out of there, but Court in their own right are one of the biggest guitar manufacturers, and the stuff that they're churning out is fantastic. Yeah. Yes, you can get some very inexpensive stuff coming out of that factory; that's really good. But when you start to look at their more kind of uh, expensive for them kind of guitars, not expensive in the grand scheme of guitars. Um, some of the stuff they've got is, is, is beautiful and really, mm. really nice. So the guitar that's capturing a lot of people's attention at the moment is the, you might want to have a look at this unless you know it already, Matt, is the Court G290 mm-hmm. Fat 2. I know this one. So in, in, I think it was about 2019, they released the G290 Fat. Yeah. But the Fat 2 has just come out. If you Google that, it is... I know this one well. Do you know why beautiful. I know this well? Because I think... Did you mention this one I, recently? I may have mentioned the Fat, the, the original one. So the Fat 2 is the latest yeah. version, which I know has got some really cool new appointments. Like, I think they've roasted yeah. the, 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 the they neck. Have. They but have. But do you know what this is? I've always thought of this, actually, as, as a guitar I want to try because I see this as kind of... The poor man's music man, Luke. Luke. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. If you if you like if you like the music man, Luke, the Steve Luke, the signature, it's that guitar. This to me just looks like a beautifully made workhorse of a guitar that I would be really comfortable and confident that I could get a variety of sounds out of. It would, and and it's just put together really well. And you you know, I'd go, this is this is gonna this is gonna be great. So the Fat Two is in all the guitar magazines at the moment. People are giving it like five out of five reviews. It is building on the pedigree of the fat uh, G290, which came out a couple of years back. And and again, in its own right, was a superb guitar. The Fat 2, exactly as you said, Matt, has got the, the very bang-on trend and coveted roasted maple yeah. neck, which everyone's kind of like, oh, they are beautiful. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's The finishes of the Fat 2 are, you know, it's got a few more options, like the translucent black, I think, looks particularly amazing it's a veneer but it's but it's a but it's a stunning looking veneer um you've got the locking tuners that you had on the fat uh originally you've got that same kind of slightly v ergo neck or something they call it but it's got a very special very comfortable ergonomically styled neck profile it's got the compound radius which i like on a on a guitar where it flattens off on the fretboard so you get that kind of speediness of playing Mm -hmm. and bending at the upper registers nice two-point trem the pickups are again designed by quartet but they're supposed to be really great pickups i think one of the guitar mags said they said the bridge pickup reminded them very much of like a seymour duncan uh Jeff Beck, like in terms of quality really? and sound. Wow. And the neck was a very bluesy kind of pickup. So they're, they're not cheap pickups that they've put in them. Um, bone uh, imitation nut, the kind of tusk nuts and all of that. So, you know, I think this is a lot of guitar for the money and it's being made out of out of court guitars as one of their kind of premium end things. Now it retails for 650 quid, which is beyond my budget, yeah. way beyond my yeah. budget. Uh, but I have found it for 549 quid from guitar guitar so they're doing they're doing like nearly 100 quid off of it uh, more than that but that does blow my budget that that comes in with the uh with the katana at 229 and the foot switch at 53 quid the um fat two at 549 that comes in at 831 so i've gone 31 quid over yeah that's all right but I, I think that's all right, but if I if I play by the rules, you can get the G twenty the G twenty nine fat, the original one, the G two ninety fat. Sorry, you can get that now for four hundred ninety nine. So that yeah. is what I've gone for. Oh, of course, yeah. So that's just brilliant. get the original fat. Just get the original, the original fat, fat version. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sacrificing the roasted maple neck. Um, 
but pretty much everything else is is the exactly. same. Exactly, uh, and they do a beautiful translucent blue burst one. Yeah, um, with the I think it's a bird. I think it's a bird's eye maple. It neck. is bird's I need eye. To go back you're and, right. It was a bird's eye maple neck. So it's not like you're missing yeah. that. You're still getting like no. You still got a cool still neck. Got on really it. cool. I mean, I've yeah. I've loved that guitar for a long time. Basically, because yeah. being a big like Lukather fan, I was kind of yeah. like God, that is like a serious Lukather style. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, session musician inspired instrument you know something high speed capable uh, versatile for not a lot of money and I know that um one of the uh, YouTube guys, who I think, I don't know if he's Canadian or American, but Darren Braun, do you know Darren? Yeah, yeah he did a review yeah, yeah. of this yeah. and he took it apart and everything. And, and he said it was, it was an unbelievable guitar for the money as well. And that was the right. fat one, not the fat two. He did that a couple of years yeah. back. But man, that is such a fantastic choice. So I've gone for fat. I've gone for the fat one, a Boss Katana 50, and I've got the foot switch for the Boss Katana. And that's coming in at 780 quid. Oh. Uh, so then I've got 20 quid to buy some. Some, some cables go. to go with it. Matt, you're gonna um, that you're gonna get all the gigs, you know. <laughs> well, do you know what I mean? I'd be actually I'd be quite happy with yeah, that exactly. as, a, as a as a pub as a as a simple pub, you know, yeah. rig. You know, part of me thinks, yeah, you could you could quite easily do a pub gig with that, mm. no, no issues. Mm. Um, and I think that's quite a good amount of of gear um, that would last last the distance. If you if you wanted to break the budget a bit and go for the roasted maple neck mm. and the translucent black, and you really wanted the fat too, which is awesome, mm. then you know, eight hundred and thirty quid, thirty quid over. Um, Maybe eight fifty by the time you bought some cables and stuff. Yeah. But I genuinely, I know, I know, we do these challenges for fun, and you know, we have a bit of a laugh along the way. But I think that's a really good rig that I'd be very happy to. Mate, to, to it's, play. it's killer. Do you know what the other great thing about it is? You can carry it into the pub from the car in one yep. trip. That's the other great yep. thing, right? You get your, yep. you got your amp in one hand, your guitar in the gig bag, and the pocket in yep. your gig bag can have your pedal and your leads in your spare set of strings and your strap, and and that's, that's all you it. need. That is. So. I'm all down for single trip, <laughs> yeah. single trip from yeah. car guitar rigs. You know, absolutely. Yeah. That yeah. is a really. Do you know what? That's actually. I've got to say, that's not even um, a, a cheap or good value pub rig. That is a fantastic semi-pro rig. You could go out and do, you know, pretty good um, wedding gigs and stuff with that. That is. I think so. Yeah, that is a fantastic so. rig. You've really you spend really the time got good value out of, of your your cash on this one. Mate. I've got to give you credit. I think. I think so. I, I genuinely thought. You know, this is how I would spend if it was my own money. Mm. This is what I would spend it on. And I'd be quite happy with that. And I think if you spent the time, like you've always said, to get to know your your gear and that amp mm. and spent time to not just use the pre-built-in presets, but spend some time building a really nice clean sound, a really nice crunch sound and a really good lead sound. And then, you know, um, use the foot switch to, to be able to... to you know, manipulate those in a gig setting, I think you'd be absolutely fine. And then if you do want to, you know, mess around with modulation and delays and all of those kind of things, then you can do that on the amp panel or, or on your iPhone mm. or whatever. Um, but I think you'd be, I think we'd be all right with that at a, at a gig. Yeah. Killer. All right. Well, so there we go. We've, we've built two rigs again. Two rigs again. And do you know what? Uh, I know we've got plenty of other things coming up on the podcast, but I know that um, in a couple of weeks' time, a few weeks' time, we're going to be talking about another rig challenge. We are. <laughs> 5,000 pounds gig rig challenge. I know he's in the, yes. in the schedule. <laughs> That's going to be fun. <laughs> That's where we're going to go completely nuts. Yeah. Completely, completely nuts. nuts. Do you know what, though? I think in order to do that one justice, right? Yeah. I, I think we are going to have to bite the bullet, mate, and go to a guitar yeah. shop to try. Because do you know what's going to kick in now is is the, is the complete law of diminishing returns, right? And yeah. you can spend up to a price point and then just beyond that, which fits into this mm. next budget challenge that we're going to do, it literally is going to be... It's worth it because this guitar is just when you play yeah. it, it does that, something to that you. That five thousand pound rig might still just end up being a guitar and an amp. Yeah, could be. could be, could be, couldn't it? Could be, yeah, absolutely could. So I think we need to go we need and to go and do some guitar shopping, out. and then that needs to inform yes. us. In the next couple of weeks, mate, we've got to do it. The next couple yeah. of weeks, we've, we've got to go. Out so and we do can some hand on shopping. heart say, do you know what? If you did spend your five thousand pounds on this, you'd be happy. And we we felt and played these <laughs> exactly, things. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they are worth yeah. it. 
They are worth yeah, it. Yeah, hundred percent. We've got to do it. Maybe we can get get uh, maybe we can get a good local retailer involved in that one as well. Yeah, get their say. So that's, good that's idea. A, I think yeah. maybe uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Awesome. That's a good idea. All right, buddy. Nice. No, <laughs> that was fun. That was good fun. That was good fun. Really good fun. I'm I, I'm wondering though whether yeah, or maybe your Fender champ might have that extra headroom. That's no, man, I d- don't do this mm. to yourself. I'm telling you, you've done the right thing. <laughs> you've done the right thing. <laughs> I've, 100 watts just sounds nice doesn't yeah, it yeah I have a little, I have a little bit nice. of regret I think I've I think I've chosen a good pub gig rig but I think what you've done is, is you've chosen something that goes beyond that and is is well worthy of a of a pub gig rig and beyond that yeah. like I said you know a good semi-pro you know a wedding band function band kind of yeah. uh, home recording yeah. setup all, all that stuff you've gone beyond that and I think I've chosen a decent pub gig rig as well but I don't think it goes beyond beyond that no. um, but no. I'm pleased with it nonetheless yeah. you know yeah it, and it yeah. was fun it's what you should do <laughs> yeah 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 definitely the Fender Champ was an inspired choice yeah yeah, yeah. nice cool man alright buddy good stuff well, good stuff I hope you have a cracking week um, yeah, we need to you get I want you know let, let's sort out this trip guitar store yeah I'm going to send you some dates after this Please call do. we're going to get it booked let's get it booked, we're, get it booked we're going to do it I'm desperate to do it <laughs> All right, that's I've it. Got a that's list it. Of it's going to get the dice. Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah, it's always good to see you, buddy. Cracking chat this week. Yeah, like congratulations likewise. on your likewise. superb rig choice, uh, and you, mate, and you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll speak to you next week. Have a good one. Yeah, definitely. Take care, buddy. All the best, Karen. See you later, mate. Bye, mate. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast this week. Hope you've enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, Come back next time for some more Guitar Smarts conversations. And remember to check out the links in the descriptions to find our social media pages, a merchandise store, buymeacoffee.com page, and some links to where you can leave us a rating or a review. That really helps us to grow the show. Anyway, that's enough from me. We'll see you soon.